Today's daf is Ksubis daf tzadik base, and we are nine lines from the bottom of daf tzadik aleph amid base hahu gavra. Today's daf is being learned to Ilu Nishmas Chaim Elazar ben Yibadol Chaim Rip Shimshin Aryeh. So today's daf is going to mention a series of machloikisin between Rami Bar Chama and Rava with regards to the halachos related to Achrayas. So I think it's Kedai to just very briefly introduce the concept of Achrayas as it is very much going to be the backdrop of everything that we are going to learn today. Now, when you talk about Achrayas, there's Achrayas from the perspective of uh, Milva alone. There's also Achrayas from the perspective of a Mecher of a sale. Our daf is going to focus on sales, and as a result, we will introduce the concept of achrayas as it relates to a mechira. So the idea of achrayas is Ruvain sold something to Shimon, and then after Shimon purchased this item, it was made aware to Shimon that maybe Ruvain didn't own the item, or for whatever reason, somebody's coming now to take this thing that he bought away from Shimon. So in a day where there were no title searches, things like this could happen. So Shimon bought something very innocently, and then lo and behold, he finds out that the thing that he purchased wasn't necessarily something that Ruvain was able to sell him. Does Shimon have the ability to go to Ruvain now and tell Ruvain that I want you to reimburse me, I want you to make me whole for what it is that you sold me? Or does Shimon not have a right? If Shimon bought this item with Achrayas, meaning Ruvain was Mechabal Achrayas when he sold this item to Shimon, then Ruvain would be obligated to make Shimon whole when this thing that Shimon bought is taken away from him. If, however, when Shimon bought the item, he bought it Shaloi Bachrayas, meaning Ruvain was never Mechabal Achrayas, in that instance, the Allah would be that even though Shimon paid for this item, now the item was taken away from him, he would have no recourse, he would have no ability to go back to Ruvain to make himself whole. There's a, a very nice Maramakim, it's the Namuka Yosef, it's in Perak Shnayim Oichsen, the first Perak in Masachtas Bava Metziah, it's on Daf Ches Bedafei Harif, who categorizes all in Yone Achrayis into three groups. It's something that I believe is very, very Negea for today's daf. Just to read one paragraph. Says the Namukha Yosef, the heavy idea, you should know, the Shloisha Mini Achrayisim. There are three types of Achrayis. Achrayis de Nafshei, Achrayis de Machmose, and Achrayis de Alma. And then the Mukhi Yosef goes and he explains all three of these categories. Achrayis de Nafshei, what is that? Kigon Shiyeshloi Schus Bekarka Ze Shemacha. Achrayis Tenafshe would be that Ruvain sold something to Shimon, and then Ruvain himself has the ability to somehow contest the sale that he made to Shimon. Now, an example of that will be very evident in today's daf. But the point is, Ruvain sold something to Shimon, so Shimon bought something, and now all of a sudden it's being taken away from him. You know who's taking it away from him? The seller, Ruvain himself. That's what the Namukha Yosef refers to as Achrayis Tenafshe. 
The next category is Achrayis de Machmase Kigoin Balchoivdide. Achrayis de Machmase would be where Ruvain sold something to Shimon. Ruvain himself is not the one that's taking it away from Shimon. However, Ruvain's Balchoiv is taking it away from Shimon. So it turns out that Ruvain had owed people money. And the money that he owed, he owed Bachrayis, which means that his Malva had a right to collect the loan even from. Ruvain's Lekuchos, which in this case turned out to be Shimon. Ruvain sold the field to Shimon. Turns out Ruvain, who's a moicher in our little story, was a loiva in a previous story. The Malva came collecting from Ruvain. Ruvain didn't have anything to give him. Talachis, he then gets to go to the Lekuchos, and now he went and he wants to take it away from Shimon. That type of achrayis is what the Nemuki Yosef refers to as achrayis machmasei. It's not achrayis denafshe that the Moicher himself is taking it away from the Lekeach, but the person that's taking it away from the Lekeach is coming machmas the Moicher. It's because this Moicher was also a loyva, he owed people money, and now those people are going to take it away from Shimon. And then finally, achrayis the third category says the Namuke Yosef is Achrayis the Alma, Kigoin Nimtsais She'ena Shaloi. That situation would be where Ruvain sold something to Shimon, and then we found out afterwards that Ruvain sold something that didn't really belong to him. Maybe he did know, maybe he didn't know, but the point is, it's not Ruvain that's coming to take it away from Shimon, meaning it's not the seller that has a schos to take it away somehow. It's not Ruvain's Balchoiv that's taking it, it's not Machmas Ruvain. It's some third party that has a claim that 50 years ago this was really his piece of property and he's the one that's going to take it away. That's what the Nemuki Yosef refers to as Achrayis Da'almo. And the Nemuki Yosef says that all three types of Achrayis are different and as it relates to Halacha, when somebody takes upon himself Achrayis, you would have to know which Achrayis he took upon himself. Now, we're going to see in the course of the Gemara that the most obvious Achrayis would always be Achrayis Tanafsheh. Meaning, there's a very, very strong svar to say that there's no one in the world that's ever going to buy something if he somehow thinks that the seller can come take away the thing that he sold him. So at the very least, nobody's going to expose himself to that level of risk. The next madrega would be the Achrayis Tanafsheh. Meaning, if someone is coming Machmas the seller and he's taking it away, there's more of a svar that the Lekeach would feel that he wants recourse. And then you have the third madrega that's the but either way, this is the general concept of Achrayis, not an easy noise. It's something that's discussed very much right here in today's daf. The primary sugyas of Achrayis are in Perik Shnai Moichsen and Masechtas Bav That's where this Nebuka Yosef is. And as we go through the daf, we're going to see some rather intricate cases related to the basic concept of Achrayis. So, number one, Ahu Gabra Zakti Gemara, there was a person, the Zavna Liksubasa de Imei Betevesana. He sold his mother's Ksuba. Now, Rashi says, this person's mother was married. She was rather happily married which means that she at that point was not entitled to her ksuba, which means that her son certainly had no right to sell her ksuba. In fact, the chances that the son would ever have this ksuba are not necessarily that likely. What would have to happen in order for him to have this ksuba? He would need that the man that his mother's married to, whether it's his father, whether it's not his father, die, then he would need his mother to die so that he would yarshin the ksuba so that it would be his to sell. But he sold it. Forget the fact that he hadn't yarshin it yet. His mother's still married. Either way, because he was selling it, 
in a way where the chances that the buyer were, was going to end up getting it was so slim, he was able to sell it only b'toivisana. And we've had this concept of toivisana earlier in the Masechta, and what it means is a small dollar amount. And again, the reason he got a small dollar amount is because the buyer is obviously assuming a lot of risk because it's far from sure that he's ever going to get anything. Either way, for Amale, when the son sold the ksuba that he didn't really have, so he stipulated with the buyer as follows. He said, I want you to know that if my mother comes and she protests against the sale, meaning she's going to say that I'm not happy with the fact that my son is selling my ksuba, even though I understand the sale won't go into effect until whenever. But the point is, I don't like this whole concept that Mike Suba would ever be sold to this person in the event that my mother's going to be my error. So the son said, I'm not going to make you whole. Meaning, I'm not going to try to save it from my mother. I'm not going to fight on your behalf. In other words, you have to agree that if my mother protests the sale, here's the point, that you're going to give me back the, I'm going to keep the money and this whole sale is going to be null and void. So basically, he sold it out tonight. The tonight was that his mother was going to agree to the sale. And there's no recourse there. So if his mother doesn't agree, he's not giving back the money. In the meantime, his mother died. And she had never been Ma'ara. So it turned out that it was now his field. But then the seller himself, this son who had sold his mother's ksuba while his mother was still married. So he's a shtikalach everman. So he now came and he was Ma'ara. And he told the buyer that, you know, I decided I'm not so happy with the sale. And because I'm not happy with the sale, I don't want to give you the, the piece of property and I'm going to keep the money. So the Gemara says, Rami Amazingly, Rami Barachamba thought to say, that he is in place of his mother. Meaning, being that this whole mechira was done ala tanai, the tanai was that his mother was going to agree. And if his mother wasn't going to agree to the sale, then the sale was never going to be in effect. He, who now yarshened his mother is in the place of his mother as it relates to this picture over here. And being that the mechira was done on the condition that the mother was going to be masking, now that he yarshins the position of his mother, so he now has the ability, just like his mother did, to nix the sale by saying that this is not something that he's okay with. So Rami Barachama said that if the son says that I'm not okay with the sale, he's protesting the sale, Talach is the sale is going to be void. Not only is it going to be void, but he sold it because that was the deal. The deal was that if my mother's not happy with it, I'm letting you know, I'm not giving you back the money. So he's going to be able to keep the money. That was Rami Barachama's psaq. Rami you can't say that. At the end of the day, it's possible that this person that bought the field was willing to live dangerously. And he was willing to say that in the event that my, your mother protests the sale, I'm going to end up losing out. It was risky, but it was a risk that he thought was worth taking. But the point is, the risk that he took was that he's buying it shaloi da'achrayis, right? There's no recourse if it's taken away. But shaloi da'achrayis dida, shaloi da'achrayis of the mother. There's no one in the world that's ever going to buy something and he's going to expose himself and say that I'm willing to buy it, take the risk that the seller is going to somehow have an ability to go and, and somehow renege on the wholesale and keep my money. That's not something I'm going to do. So Rava told Rami Barchama, I hear and love this, you can 
can argue that this son is technically in the shoes of his mother right now. And if this whole mechir was done on the Tanai that the mother's going to be maskim, so maybe now it should be on the Tanai that he's going to be maskim. And if there's no achrayas in the event that the mother's not maskim, then I could hear there should be no achrayas if he's not maskim either. But at the end of the day, even though it's true, it's a good chap, but the mother is achrayas dida. He himself is Achrayas today, and there's no such thing that a person would ever buy something and not, at the very least, assume that there's going to have to be Achrayas today. Incidentally, this is the Gemara that the Nemuka Yosef quotes when he talks about his three Madregas of Achrayas, and when he discusses the first category of Achrayas Tenafsheh, he quotes this Gemara right here, and he says, you see from the Gemara that even people that were willing to live dangerously, and people were willing to go into transactions not accepting Achrayas, of Achrayas today, Miloy Kabel, there's no one that's going to ever expose himself on this level. Just one thing that's worth mentioning, and that is, there's a long Rashi here. Rashi says that the emesis, this whole mechira, was really then on arrival. Meaning this whole sale was not really a sale. Why? Because when the son sold the ksuba, he sold the dovish shaloi bala And because he sold the dovish shaloi bala so really the sale was not a sale anyways. So just to be clear, this whole story which gets into a, a nuance of Achrayas Dida and Achrayas Day, the first of the three categories that the Nebuchadnezzar Yosef talks about in Shalai Moichlim, it's all a commentary on a sale that wasn't even a sale, because it was a, it was a Dover Shaloi Bala The Nafkamina is that if the seller, the son, wanted to back out based on the fact that I never really sold anything to you, because when I was makna to you, I was being makna Dover Shaloi Bala he could do that, but he would have to return the money. Because basically we're saying this whole sale was a toys. Okay, so you return the money and you can get your feel back. But that's not what he wanted. That wasn't his objective over here. His objective here was to keep the money. He wants that the, the money should be his plus the field should be his. That he already has to come on to some chap. The chap is going to be based on the fact that he only sold it Allah tonight, etc., etc. But, but Rashi speaks out that as it relates to the actual sale, and that's posh. If he wants to back out of the sale, he could back out of the sale. And the reason he could back out of the sale, just to be a little bit clear, is because there's a Gemara above a Metziah, that's where all these sugyas are. That if somebody says, Mashi Iresh me Klum, it's a first Gemara. That if somebody says that I know I stand uh, Yarshin, whatever, and I want to sell to you now this that I'm going to Yarshin. It's considered a Dovah Shloi Balaylam, and Allah has another Makna Dovah Shloi Balaylam. Rashi asks, so why is it different than the cloud that we know? That's what the Rashi here on the Yomid discusses. A lot of lumbus going on in today's life, but as it relates to what we need is that the Gemara is talking about a person that bought something Shloi Bachrayas, he was willing to expose himself to risk, but Rava said a nuance. He said, "Nahid achrayis didalei kabel alel, but achrayis didei milay kabel." Next story. Amar Rami Barchama. Rami Barchama said, "Reuven shemachas sold the lishimin. Reuven sold the field to Shimon. Shaloi baachrayis." So what does it mean, Shaloi Bachrayas? Reuven sold the field to Shimon, and it was very, very clear that in the event that someone's going to come take the field away from Shimon, Shimon's going to have no recourse. He's not going to be able to go back to Reuven and say, reimburse me. I paid you for a field. The field was taken away from me. So I want you now to make me hold. It was clearly stipulated that it was Shaloi Bachrayas. For us, Shimon, then Shimon went, he sold it back to Reuven, and this time he sold to Machrayas. So Reuven sold the field to Shimon, and then Shimon sold it back to Reuven. So it went back to its original owner. So now the field is once again in, in Reuven's position. However, we took the long scenic route. 
Reuven sold it to Shimon, Shimon sold it back to Reuven, and when Shimon sold it back to Reuven, Shimon was Makabal Achrayas, which means if somebody would come now and take this field away from Reuven, Reuven has an insurance policy, because Shimon was Makabal Achrayas, so if that's the case, if someone's going to take it now from Reuven, Reuven will be, get, be able to go to Shimon, and Shimon's going to have to make him whole. So if you look at it from Reuven's perspective, Reuven always owned the field, Reuven now owns the field again. But when he owned it originally, he was in a position that if somebody would take it away from him, he would lose the field. Because he sold it to Shimon and then bought it back from Shimon, he sold it to Shimon Shaloi Bachrayas, but he bought it back Bachrayas. So right now, Shimon has Achrayas on this field towards Reuven. So if someone's going to take it away from Reuven, Reuven actually can go to Shimon and he could have him make him whole. So what happened over here? The field was taken away from Reuven. But you know who took the field away from Reuven? Ruvain's Balchoyf. Turns out that Ruvain, in a previous life, had owed people money. And now that Balchoyf came and took the field from Ruvain. Here's the question. The question is, could Ruvain now go to Shimon and tell Shimon that I bought this field from you, Bachrayas. The field was taken away from me. It was taken away from me because of uh, a loan that I have. It's an old loan, meaning it's a loan that predates the fact you buying it even from me. And as a result, I expect you now to make me whole. Now that's the law of Achrayis. So the Gemara says, this is Rami Bar talking, Shimon has a responsibility to figure this out. So Shimon's going to have to go to these Bali Chayv, he's going to have to handle with them, he's going to have to give it to them. That was the deal. Amalei Rav told, Rami Bar I disagree with you. Why? Because Nehid Achrayis Da'alma Kibbalaleo, of Achrayis Denafsheh Mi Kibbalaleo, these are the other two categories that the Nemukah Yosef talked about. He said it's true that when Shimon was Mechabal Achrayis, when he sold it back to Ruvain, he was, me- but he was only mekabel achrayis the almo, but he was never mekabel achrayis the nafsheh. Meaning, there's no way that when Shimon sold it back to Ruvain, and Shimon told Ruvain, "Listen, if somebody takes it away from you, I'm going to be mekabel achrayis." He meant that if somebody's going to take it away from you because of you. What he meant to say was that if we're going to find out that this belonged to some third party, something that we were all unaware of, yeah, I'm going to make you whole. But now it was taken away from Reuven because Reuven's paying off his own chayv with this. It's because you yourself used it to pay off a loan. No, there's no way I'm going to make you whole. So Enochanami, I agree that said Rava that Shimon was Makabal Achrayis. It's a funny case, but at the end of the day, Shimon was Makabal Achrayis when he sold it back to Reuven. But that's only Achrayis Ta'almo. So if we would find out later that this field was never Reuven's, it was never Shimon's, it belonged to some guy named Levi. Okay, Anachanami. So then if the field is taken away, Shimon's going to have to make Reuven all. But if the reason it was taken away was not Achrayis Ta'alma, some third independent person, but it's Achrayis that was the Nafshe, it's Achrayis the Machmase. It's because Reuven is owe somebody money and they're coming and they're being tariff right now this field. So it's because of Ruven Gufa that the field was taken away from Ruven, the Chai Gavno, Shimon was never Makabala Christ. Now if you just think about the case uh, a, a drop more, right, just to bring out the, the Nakud a little bit and the Chiddush that Rav is saying, because what would happen if, if Shimon Again, Ruvain sold the field to Shimon. He sold it to Mishalai Bachrayis. Then Shimon sold it back to Ruvain Bachrayis. And then Ruvain's Bachrayis took it away from Ruvain. Rav is saying a Chiddush that even though this is technically a classic case of Achrayis, still Shimon's not going to be obligated to own up to his Chiyav Achrayis in this particular situation. So again, just to bring it out, what would be if after Ruvain sold it to Shimon Shalai Bachrayis, Shimon sold it to Levi Bachrayis? 
And then Ruvain's Balchayv went and took it away from Levi. It's Poshit that being that Shimon sold it to Levi back right, Levi would be able to go over to Shimon and Shimon would have to make Levi whole. Which is really what Rami Bacham is saying. Rami Bacham is saying that if Shimon would have sold it to anyone in the world, and this would have played itself out, that Ruvain's Bachayv would have came and taken the field away, Shimon would have been on the hook. So why does it matter if he sold it back to Ruvain? What difference does it make if he sold it back to Ruvain if he sold it to some other person? Luchur, it shouldn't make a difference. And that's really what Rav is saying, a chiddish, and Rav is saying it's all in the umdenes of Achrayas. When, when it comes to understanding what a person is taking upon himself when it's achrayis, so we assume that he would take upon himself achrayis the almo, but not achrayis the nashi. In the event that Ruvain, who had sold the field to Shimon and then bought it back from Shimon, sold it to Achrayis, bought it back by Achrayis, in the event that Ruvain had acquired this field through Yerusha, Yashin did from his father Yaakov, and then he sold it to Shimon, and then Shimon sold it back to Ruvain, and not Ruvain's Balchay, but Yaakov's Balchay, Ruvain's father's Balchay would come, the Qatar of Lemine, and he would take it away from Ruvain, then Dinahuda Azal Shimon, then Shimon's Chiyav Achrayis would obligate him to have to handle with this Balchayv. My time, what's the reason? Meaning, why is this different? Because Balchayv de Yaakov ke Balchayv de Almadami. Because even though this is Ruvain's father's Balchayv, but at the end of the day, Yaakov Klape Ruvain is like a, is a different person, and that falls into the category of Achrayis de Alma. And Achrayis de Alma is something that he took it upon himself. Why is this even a Chiddush? So Rashi says, we don't say the Ruvain Karidavuahu. We don't say that Ruvain is Karidavuahu. Could have been such a havamina. You could have looked at Ruvin as being an extension of Yaakov, similar to Rami Bachama's Svar that he said in the beginning of the Daf, in the first story, that we look at the son as being an extension of the mother. So you could have thought that maybe you look at Ruvin as being an extension of Yaakov. We don't say that. Other Rishonim add a knech, and that is in yesterday's Daf, the Gemara said, Mitzvah al hayesoimim lefreya chayvaviyah. So you could have thought that being that Ruvain has a chiv to pay up Yaakov's chiv, so it's similar to as if it would be his balchiv. And just like Shimon wasn't makabal achrayis if Ruvain's old balchiv takes away the field, so maybe Shimon was also not makabal achrayis if Ruvain's father's balchiv takes the field because he has that same mitzvah of mitzvah But either way, zok the gemara. That is the second story, third. Case in today's life. Omer Rami Barcham. Rami Barcham said, Ruvain Shemachar Sado Lashimin Bachrayas. Ruvain sold the field to Shimon, and this time it was Bachrayas. In the previous story, Ruvain had sold to Shimon Shaloi Bachrayas, and then Shimon sold it back to Ruvain Bachrayas. So in this case, Ruvain sold a field to Shimon Bachrayas, the Zokav Olav Pemilfa. But what happened was, Shimon never paid for the field. Shimon told Ruvain, I don't have the money right now, and they agreed that Ruvain would hold a note so that Shimon would have a responsibility at some point to pay. So in the meantime, Ruvain sold the field to Shimon. He sold it to Bachrayas, which means that if someone's going to take the field away from Shimon, Shimon is going to have a right to go back to Ruvain and demand his money back. However, in the meantime, Shimon didn't even pay for it. It was Sok of Alba Milvo. They have a they have a note. Umeis Ruvain. In the meantime, Ruvain died. For us, the Ruvain, the Qatar of Lomi Shimon. And then lo and behold, Shimon's worst nightmare happened. It turns out that Ruvain Taka had a Balchaiv, and Ruvain's Balchaiv is coming, and he's taking it away from Shimon. Now, in the meantime, Shimon didn't even pay for this field. Says the Gemaru, and what he did was he decided that he wanted this field very badly. He didn't want it to be taken away from him. In the meantime, he hasn't even paid for it. So he says, perfect, I'll knock off two birds with one stone. He took the money that 
he really owed Ruvain, and he just gave it to the Balchayv. Like this, he was Masalak the Balchayv. He got the Balchayv to go away. Now, the truth is, if you think about it, so really, everything seemed to have worked out. Again, we took the long scenic route, like in all these stories. But at the end of the day, everything seems to be fine. Ruvain sold the field to Shimon, Bachrayas. Shimon never paid for the field. Then Ruvain's Balchayv came and took the field away from Shimon. So Shimon's going to end up losing his field, which means he's going to have a claim now to go to Ruvain and ask Ruvain to make him whole. Although, he really won't because he didn't even pay Ruvain yet. So what he ended up doing was, he ended up just giving the money straight to the Balchayv. So he gave the money straight to the Balchayv. Everybody got what they wanted. The Balchayv got his money. Shimon gets his field. And as far as Shimon going to Ruvain and Ruvain going to Shimon, that's sort of even, because Shimon really owed money to Ruvain, which he had never paid, but at the same time, he ended up giving the money to his Balchayv anyways. So because he gave his money to the Balchayv anyways, everything should be fine. Right? Sounds pretty straightforward. It's not. And the reason it's not is because one very important piece happened over here. The Gemara threw this in, not indiscriminately, and that is Ruvain died. So when all, when all this happened, Ruven had not been alive. Because Ruven had not been alive, so now the Baldavar of Shimon was no longer Ruven, but it was Ruven's sons. It was Ruven's Yarshim. And because it's, it's Ruven's Yarshim, everything changes. The reason it changes is, is because although Yarshim come into the place of their late father, but at the same time, there are a lot of unique halachas related to the Yarshim. Number one. Right? So if you have metaltlin, the metaltlin is, is not meshubit. You can't collect metaltlin from Yusayimim. Yusayimim themselves, by the way, could collect metaltlin from somebody else. So if Yusayimim Yarshin are alone from their father on the Malva side of things, so of course they'd be able to be Tevea metaltlin. Why not? But as it relates to their own metaltlin, their own metaltlin is not Meshuvit. So the Gemara says that it's because there were Yusayimim here, and because of that piece of information that we know, and that is the metaltlin, the Asmilei Meshtabi, says the Gemara, let's see it inside. Do you know who? The Din is Na'amilei Bnei Ruvain, the Bnei Ruvain, meaning the sons of Ruvain, he was the Meicher who died, can say, Anan Metaltli Shavak Avon, Gabach. Our father, when he died, all he left was Metaltlin. All he had was Metaltlin. Metaltlin, they asked me the Balchayv, they missed And Metaltlin is not Metshubat Balchayv. And because Metaltlin is not Metshubat Balchayv, they're going to tell him, Listen here, Shimon, it's very nice what you did. And in a perfect world, if we were all looking to do the right thing, yeah. We're not looking to do the right thing necessarily. And I'm telling you right now that from a pure Chayshah Mishpat standpoint, we hired a good Tayin, a good Eirich Din. And I'm telling you right now, it's not good. You know why it's not good? Because this Balchayv that was coming after Shimon couldn't have gotten anything from Ruvain. Because Ruvain's not alive anymore. It's Ruvain's children. Ruvain's children, Taina, we don't have any property. It was true. They didn't have any property. So because they didn't have any property, all, all they had was Metaltlin. If all they had was Metaltlin, he wasn't going to be able to get the Metaltlin. By the way, they couldn't even go and take the money away from Shimon because the, the milva that Shimon has, that milva, is also considered metaltlin. And because it's considered metaltlin, so as a result, they, they couldn't take that either. So really, they had no ability right now to go and collect anything from Ruvain's son. As it re- now, as it relates to the actual piece of 
as, as it relates to the money that Shimon owed Ruvain, right, the Zuck all of the Milva, that the Bnei Ruvain were going to be able to collect from Shimon. Because they yarshin the position of their father as Malva, and they were going to be able to collect from Shimon. So although it's true, when Shimon paid off Ruvain's Balchayv, it seemed like everything just came together so nicely. But really, the Bnei Ruvain are going to that we had no chiyuv al mishpa to pay off this Balchayv. You, however, did owe us money, so that in your mind, you were paying off my chayf. You weren't paying off my chayf. I don't know what you're talking about, because I wasn't ever going to pay off that chayf. We had no responsibility, because all we had was metalplin, and, and there was no responsibility. Now, Shimon's going to say, so one second, so then you have to make me whole, you have to reimburse me for the achrayis that your father took upon himself in this transaction. But they're going to say, the achrayis that my father took upon himself was metalplin anyways, because we, we don't have any karka now, so if we don't have any karka now, so we can't make you whole regardless. So Shimon, in his mind, did the very, very glad thing, and it was very, very glad. Shimon wants to end up with his property. We have to get the balichayv added away, so he just paid the balichayv instead of giving it to the assignment and let the assignment figuring out what to do. So he just gave it straight to the balichayv, but the assignment are going to no, 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 no. I didn't want you to give it to the balichayv because I had no chiv to give it to the balichayv. You should have given it to me because... You owe it to me, and I have a right to take it from you because I can take your metalplin. The Bachayv would have no right to take my metalplin. So by you giving it to the Bachayv, that was your own geshaft. At the same, the bottom line is you owe me money right now. So if you owe me money, I want my money. So at, they're basically saying, the Bnei Ruving are saying, that I want you to pay me right now. Meaning that note, that Zuck van Olof Milva, that my father had towards you, he still has. Ah, you're saying, you used it to pay up my Balchayv? Why did you, it wasn't my Balchayv, it was my father's Balchayv, and I had no Chayv to pay up that Chayv, because all I have is Metalplan. So right now, you basically threw the money away. I don't know what you did. Figure out. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. But at the end of the day, you owe me money. And because you owe me money, I still want you to give me my money back. That's basically what he's saying. So the Gemara says, Amar... Rav, Rav said, if this person is a pikeach, meaning if Shimon is a pikeach, there would be an eitzah. What he should do is, he should tell these Yusayman, the Bnei Ruvi, you know what? You're telling me right now that I owe you property? You're right. I hear what you're saying. You're telling me that I owe you money because of this loan? No problem. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you what, what I owe you. You should give them ara. You should give them property. Give them land. And as soon as you give them the land, and then you're going to be able to take it right back. Why? Because at the end of the day, if I'm, once you have the land, I had taken it to, from you, Bachrayas. So by taking Bachrayas, now you're going to have to make me all. Maybe the fact that I paid these guys off is neither here nor there. So I'm going to give you now the property, I'm going to take it back. And it's based on Rav Nachman, that collected So let's say there's a Bachrayas that's trying to collect money from the assignment. The problem is he couldn't collect anything from them because they didn't have any karka. If at some point they get karka, so now the Bachrayas would be able to go take the karka, even though they acquired the karka afterwards. So what you should do is you should go give the karka right now to the assignment. Meaning they're collecting, they want you to pay up that milva, no problem, pay up the milva. Pay it in karka. And if you're going to pay it in karka, that karka will be meshubit back to you because you had 
taking it back Rias, and right now you have this Balchayv who's coming after you, and he's trying, to, he's trying to take it away from you. Now, you had given him money, but now it turns out that that money wasn't really as payment of the Balchayv, because you just threw that money away, like the assignment articulated very, very clearly. Okay, so the bottom line is then the Chiv is still there, and if the Chiv is still there, so right now that he has the character, he'll be able to pay the Chiv. Toys asks one Kasha, and that is that we had earlier in Perak HaKosev, where the Gemara said that if a person has a chiv to pay a ksubasisha and a balchayv, and he has money and he has karka, so you should give the money to the balchayv and the karka to the isha. The reason is because the isha is thinking karka, as opposed to the balchayv. He gave you money, so the expectation is that he's going to get money in return. And it sounds like the Allah is that if you have money, you have a chiv to give the money to the balchayv, and you're not allowed to give him karka. So Tais asks Akasha, you're going to go and give him karka instead of giving him money, and then you'll be able to take the karka right back. If you have money, you're not allowed to give him karka. Isn't that a Allah? So Tais says, you see from here, that if the Bachayv has money, so the Allah is that he has to pay money. You see from here that if there's going to be a hefsid to the loiva by paying Zuzi, then he's not mechuyev to do that. So says Toysi that you see from here that even though it's true, there is a din that a Bachayv l'chatchila has to pay dafka with dollars and cents, but all it is is a din l'chatchila, but in, to the extent that there's going to be any hefsid whatsoever to the loiva, then the Allah is he's not mechuyev to do it. There's a ktsois in Simon Kuf Aleph that proves from this toysvist that you see this din that about Chayv if he has money has to pay money is only a din de Rabban it's not a din de Raisa Tais proves it from this Taisvis because if it was a Din Raisa, then you wouldn't be able to say that Bamakim Hefsin, maybe the Allah is going to be different. Must be. It's a, it's a regular Din Raisa. The Nasivis argues the Besiakov, who is the Nasivis, wrote a Pirish on Masachtis Ksubis and the Sugis here in Ksubis, he asks that as a Kashi doesn't understand this Taisvis, and all the Achreinim speak out, it's the Nasivis Lashitas, because the Nasivis holds it's a Din Raisa. So what's Taka the Chilik? Why all of a sudden? What do you mean, Ipikei Chabi, you're going to give him money? Who cares that there's a Hefset like Taisvis speaks out? At the end of the day, there's a Din Raisa, Bachayv always has to give Zuzi. This Taisvis was the Taisvis Raya to his position, to his Shita that Bachayv, when he gives Zuzi, that Din is only a Another case. Amar Rabba. Rabba said, Reuven Reuven sold all his fields to Shimon. So Reuven had a bunch of fields, and in one shot, Rashi says, In one shot, he sold all his nechasim to Shimon. And then went, and he sold one of the fields to Levi. And now, Reuven, he's the original seller. His Balchayv came, and he wants to collect the loan. Now, Reuven doesn't have anything anymore. Reuven sold all his fields to Shimon, and in fact, Shimon sold one of his fields to Levi. Okay, so now that Reuven's Bachayv is coming to the Lekuchais to collect the field, says Rabba, if he wants, he can go to Shimon, and if he wants, he can go to Levi. Not a Chiddush, right? Because they're both Lekuchais, so the Allah is that you a Balchayv can be turned from the Lekuchayv. They're all Lekuchayv here. And as a result, Ratzim is Egoiv, Ratzim is Egoiv. So, Rabba, Velay, Amar, the only time this is true is Ela Dezovna Beininus. It's only if Levi, the one field that he bought from Shimon, again, Ruvain sold all his fields to Shimon, Shimon sold one field to Levi. Ruvain's Balchayv can go either to Shimon, 
who has almost all the fields, or he can go to Levi that has one field. Now, the only time he can go to Levi is if the one field that Levi has is Beninus. If, however, the field that Levi bought from Shimon was either Idias or Ziburis, then Matsni Amale, then Levi can say, You can tell about Chayv, one second. The, the, the land that I have right now is, is either Idias or Ziburis, it's not Beninus, and because it's not Beninus, you shouldn't be able to take it from me. Now, the backdrop to this argument is that about Chayv, we know it's Goyve Beninus. So a Mazik in the Zokin, right? The first mission of Masech is Bavakama is always gaver from idias. Ktubas Isha is the Buris. A Balchayv is always gaver from Beninus. So if Levi's one field that he has is Beninus, so then you can go to Levi. But otherwise, you wouldn't be able to go to Levi. Ubeninus Nami, even if the one field that Levi bought was Beninus, the only time you could take it from Levi, that's only if Shimon wasn't left with any Beninus that's similar to the Beninus that Levi has. But if Shimon has Beninus that's similar to the Beninus that Levi bought, Matsuyamale, again, Levi can say, he can tell the uh, Balchayf, one second, you should take it all from Shimon, I left over by Shimon, whatever Shimon needed, and as a result, there's no reason for you to come and take it from me. So the truth is, there's a long Rashi on, on the bottom of Omid Aleph that explains this case, and really, if you think about it, this case is a Chiddush, because at first glance, Ruvain had a bunch of properties. He also had a Balchayf, he owed somebody money. He sold all his properties. Balchayv is always tired from Lekuchos. So because Balchayv is tired from the Lekuchos, so Balchayv has a right now to go take these properties. Now, the case was where he sold all of them originally to Shimon, and then Shimon sold one of them to Levi. L'chayra, as it relates to the laws of Lekuchos, that should be neither here nor there, right? Why does that even matter? They're all Lekuchos, and because they're all Lekuchos, so in theory, you can argue that the Balchayv should be able to collect from whoever he wants. Ratzim Yizag Goyva, Ratzim Yizag Goyva. And that really is Dalach. Dalach is Ratzim Yizag Goyva, Ratzim Yizag Goyva. However, you have to look at the fine print. The fine print is, is that the only time he can collect from Levi is if Levi ended up with Beninus. So if Levi ended up with Beninus, so then the Halach is, he can collect from Levi. If, however, Levi did not end up with Beninus, so then the Halach is, he would not be able to collect from Levi. Now, it's mashma, it's mashma, that when he collects from Levi, the only time he can take from Levi is if Levi bought Beninus. But if he's collecting from Shimon, then he can collect from Shimon, even if he's collecting not Beninus. Now, Luchura, what's the pshat? The pshat is, I thought a Balchayv is always going to Beninus. So if a Balchayv is always going to Beninus, so why is it that if he collects from Shimon, that it's Lav Dafka that he's going to have to collect Beninus? So the answer is because the, the way we view Shimon and Levi is not on the same level that they're both Lukukais, but rather, being that Shimon was the first Lukayach, so we actually view Shimon as it relates to the Lekuchas a little differently than we view Levi. We almost view Shimon as if Shimon was Reuven himself. And Rashi says the reason is because Shimon didn't just buy a property from Reuven, but Shimon bought all the properties from Reuven. And because he bought all the properties from Reuven, he actually comes very much b'mokim Reuven. And because he comes b'mokim Reuven, so we look at him a little bit as if he was Reuven. Now, if Reuven had karka, right? What's that locha if a Balchayv is coming to collect karka? He doesn't have any bane in this. 
Yeah, yes, yes, He doesn't have any bainanus. Now he grabbed the head bainanus, but he sold it to somebody else. The lekuches have the bainanus. Does the bachayv go to the lekuches to take the bainanus, or does he take directly from the loifa? So the halachas he goes directly to the loifa. I there's a din that a bachayv is goyv bainanus. That's true, but that's only if the the loiva himself has everything. Or if you're going to the lekuches, and the lekuches have everything. If, however, there's a question of going directly to the loiva versus going to the lekuches, so then Bainanus is not going to play a role. So then the Allah is going to be able to be goiva, whatever it is that the, the loiva is going to have. Not only could you, you have to. You're not allowed to go to the lekuches in the event that the loiva has anything for you to, to be goiva. So from that standpoint, we're going to look at Shimon the first Lekeach as being a little bit the Loiva, and being that the Loiva himself, you would have been able to be Goiva even not Beninus, because the Allah is you always go to the Loiva. So, too, as it relates to this situation, you're going to be able to be Goiva not Beninus from Shimon. Now, it's a little bit different, because if we looked at Shimon Mamish as if he was Ruven, as if he was the Loiva, then you wouldn't be able to go over to Levi to take the Bainanis if you wanted it. Because if the real borrower has anything, then the Allah is, you now let it go to the Lukuchais at all, even to take the Bainanis, which is really what the Balchayv is supposed to get. So really, what we're doing is we're tancing a shtickle of Tzvechasanis. We're looking at what the Lekeach, we're looking at Shimon a little bit as a Lekeach, in that if Ratzam is if you want to take from Shimon, you can take Shimon is idiot as he is, and you're not mechuyif. You're not mechuyif to go to the other lekuchos to take the bainanis. But at the same time, we're not looking at him mamish as if he was Reuven, because if he was mamish, if he was mamish Reuven, then you wouldn't be allowed to go to Levi. Then you would have no choice but to take it from Shimon, because that's always the halacha. If the Levi has, you can't go to the lekuchos. But at the same time, it's Rosh Hashanah So the bottom line is because Reuven had sold all his properties in one shot to Shimon, we look at Shimon not just as a regular lekuchos, but he has a little bit more of a din as the the, the meicher as the Levi himself. But at the same time, not mamish, and that's this din Rosh Hashanah Goyva, if Reuben sold the field to Shimon Bachrayas, he sold the field to Shimon and he told Shimon that if somebody takes it away from you, I'm going to deal with it. I'll make you hold. And he took it away from Shimon. Reuben is allowed to go and he's allowed to handle with the Balchayv. Meaning, he has an achiv to, but also he's allowed to. What's the chiddush? And the bachayv can't tell Reuven. Says, why are you talking to me? I'm not interested in, in, in handling with you. I don't want to be negotiating with you. I want to be, nego- I want to be negotiating with, with Shimon. And Shimon is the person that I'm taking the field away from. So what gives you, Reuven, a right to handle with me? You're not even my baldaver. The reason that's not true is because Reuven can tell the bachayv that the mafkis mineo, I hold it. Whatever you're going to take away from Shimon is going to end up being my responsibility because I was Makabalach Reyes. And because it's going to end up being my responsibility, so I am a Baldover. And because I'm a Baldover, I'm allowed to handle with you. It's a very, very straightforward case in contrast to some of the previous cases. This is very straightforward. Reuven sold something to Shimon. He sold it to Machrayas. And now Reuven's Balchayv is taking it away from Shimon. Reuven has a right, the Torah's Baldover, to handle with this Balchayv. Ah, you could say, who are you? You're not my Baldover. The answer is no. He can tell him that I 
am your Valdover. Because even though right now you're not taking the field away from me, but I'm on the hook. At the end of the day, I'm going to be achroi for this whole situation. And because I'm going to be achroi, Mishum de Omale, the Mafkis Mine, Olai Hodder, therefore I have a right to handle with him. Some say, I feel Shaloi Bachrais, Nami, even a bigger Kiddish. Even if Ruben would sell the field to Shimon Shaloi Bachrais, since Shimon has no recourse, he can't go back to Ruben. Still, Ruben can handle. Why? The Omale, Shimon's I'm not happy that there's a, a guy named Shimon who has Tainas on me. I don't want people to have Tainas on me. I don't want him to have Tairimus on me. So therefore, I want to try my best to knock you out of the way. You're right. There's no financial incentive for me. But at the same time, I just don't want someone to have Tairimus. And that's enough of a reason to give him a Din Baldover. If he wants to handle with him, he can handle with him. One last halach. If Ruben sold the field to Shimon, Asikin. And then, right after the sale, all of a sudden, there were Asikin. Now she says, Urin. There were people that being Ma'arer, they're saying that this field that Ruven sold Shimon, he really didn't have a right to sell. Now, nothing happened yet. All it is is rumors, there's a, a lawsuit that was filed, but nothing happened in the sense that a Bezdin didn't paskin yet, that the Urin are telling the truth. So what's the law? Actually, if Shimon who bought the field, didn't make a chazaka yet, he could be chazer if he wants to. Once, however, he makes a chazaka, at that point, he can't be chazer anymore. Meaning, if he didn't make a chazaka yet, it's not his yet. So if it's not his yet, he wants to be chazer, he can be chazer. If, however, he made a chazaka, so at that point, he can't be chazer. Why it is? He made a Kenyan. I, this iron, Bishum Damalei, he could tell him, Chaisa de Kitri, Savas Rikabilas. So you bought a, literally a Chaisa, Rashi says, it's a sack cut and it's a small sack. The Kitri is Malik Sharm, it's filled with knots. You bought a, a small sack that was, that was filled with knots, meaning you went into this, into this transaction living dangerously, knowing that there was a chance that somebody was going to come take it away. You took it and you bought it, you're right, you rolled the dice and you ended up losing. But the point is, is you made a Kenyan already, it's yours. What do you want me to tell you? But when is it considered a Chazaka? Once you start walking the boundaries of the field, that's when it's considered a Chazaka. But the point is, if you make a Chazaka, it's it's, it's Chal. If you didn't make a Chazaka, not. So actually, there was no Chazaka yet, you would be able to Chazaka. Some say, even a bigger Chazaka. I feel about Nami. Even if Shimon bought the field, Be'achrais, meaning Reuben was Machasadul Shimon, not Shalei Be'achrais, Be'achrais. He sold it to Be'achrais, and now he made a Chazaka, and he wants to be Chazer, right? He says, I want out. So the Lachas, once you make a Chazaka, you can't get out. I, he bought it Be'achrais, now, Achrayis doesn't mean anything yet. But what does Achrayis mean? If the field will be taken away from Shimon, then Reuven is going to have Achrayis. But nothing was taken away from him yet. The Amalei will tell him, Prove to me that it was taken away from you, and when it's taken away, I'll pay you. Meaning, right now, it's just a headache. He's just not interested. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. He's going to have to be busy now with lawsuits. He's not going to know it is his, it's not his. So he's going to tell him, I'm sorry, that's not Achrayis. Achrayis means that if it's ever going to be taken away from you, then I'm going to make you whole. But over here, there was no Achrayis, and because there was no Achrayis, Meaning it didn't happen yet, and because it didn't happen yet, so I'm sorry, I'm not mechuyiv to make you whole. Meaning the Ikad Ami is saying that even though Shimon boarded Bachrayis, but Bachrayis doesn't trigger until the field is physically taken away. Bachrayis doesn't mean that if you decide to, at some point to back out, you can back out, and you're going to have a chiv Bachrayis. Bachrayis is a very technical 
obligation that says that you bought something, it was physically taken away from you. If it's physically taken away from you, then I'm going to make you whole. Right now, it wasn't physically taken away. Now, it looks like it might be taken away. Okay, if that day actually comes and it's taken away, at that point, I'm going to pay you. But otherwise, I'm not going to pay you. Just one interesting tosis that's worth speaking out, and that is that, so again, what's this halacha where somebody buys something, there's a sale, and then mamish, right after the sale, all of a sudden, there's a seek and there's iron, and people are starting to question whether the seller had a right to sell, he didn't have a right to sell. So Abayah said that there was no Kenyan that was made for sure you could be Chayzer. Once there's a Kenyan, you can't be Chayzer, and Ikad Amri, even if it was bought back, rise. But if there was no Kenyan made, then for sure the Allah is Yochalachzavai. Toysfus says, brings Beshem Rabbeinu Tam, the same would be true even if you paid money. Now, if you paid money, we're dealing with Karka. If you paid money, Karka is Niknes Bekesef. So, if there was money that traded hands, so that would be the equivalent of Hichzikba. Once it's Hichzikba, we just said, you can't be Chayzer. So, Toysmith says, we could go into like Kanu Where it being a is, is if there was money that traded hands, Shimon paid Rufain. However, there was no Kenyan. Because it was a situation where they were writing a Shtar, and the Allah says, if you pay Kesef, the Kesef is not chal until the Shtar actually goes into effect. So Taisvah says that this halacha of actually hichzik by lachzabar is true even if you paid money. I mean, as long as the Kesef wasn't koina, even if you paid money, the halacha is that if you want to be chayzeh, you're going to be chayzeh. And then Taisvah says, the kamash malon the yochel umutter lachzabar. There's a chiddish that you could be chayzeh, the hoyel umafsid, because it looks a little bit like He's about to end up with a grosser hefzid. And Toysfus says the Chiddush is that you don't even have a Mishapara. So what exactly is a Mishapara? So a Mishapara is a very interesting concept. It's mentioned in a Mishnah in Perikazov. So we know that Metaltalin is not Niknes Bekasef. Metaltalin is Niknes Bemeshicha, Bahagbah, Kenyan Agav. But it's, it's not Niknes Bekasef. So the, the Mishnah says that let's say two people agree on a transaction. There was no Kenyan that took place, but money traded hands. So Ruvin selling something to Shimon. Shimon paid Ruvin for it, but, but he never did Mashiach on it. But money traded. So the Allah is not only Mois, for Mashachim and Uperois. Yachalach Sabai. Now, Allah, you could be Chaiser. Because if there's no Kenyan yet, you could be Chaiser. Avol Amru Bechazal said, Misha para me anche dara mabel umidara flogger who also be para me man. He said that this person who is Chaiser from such a deal is subject to the Klolo. Of what the Anche Dar Hamabel and then and what the Anche Dar Haflaga got. So if somebody pays for something and then he's Chaiser because of the fact that there was no Kenyan yet, so I could be Chaiser, it's fine. Yachalach Sabai. In Chaishemishba, nobody could have Tainas on you. But at the same time, he's subject to what's known as a Mishapara. So Taisva says that the Chiddush over here is actually Hichsabai Yachalach Sabai, even if he paid, this day Kachidish, Sakrabeno Tam, even if you paid, as long as the, ken, the Kesef wasn't done with Tairus Kenyan, so then you could be Chaiser and it's not even a problem of a Mishapara. The reason it's not a problem of Mishapara is, is because you're being chayzer, not because you want to be chayzer, because you're worried about all these rumors. So good, you got out. Mamish, at the last second, because truth is, you didn't make a kinyan yet. But that's the Chiddush over here, that there's not going to be a halacha of Mishapara. So all the Achreinim say, and others, they all say from here, that this Toysfis is the only Marimokim in the entire Shas, 
where you find the concept of a Mishapara as it relates to Karka. So the classic Mishapara, yes, well, what is a Mishapara? Mishapara is somebody bought Metaltalin, he didn't make a Kenyan yet, but he paid for it. You can't be Chayzer. You could be Chayzer, but Mishapara, so there's a concept of a Mishapara, but you don't find anywhere Mishapara by Karka. And the Svar is to say, we're not learning the Sugi now, that Maybe there's no Mishapara when it comes to Karka. That this Toysfus is a Maramakim. That you see from this Toysfus that really there is a Mishapara when it comes to Karka also. If I care, in this case, there's no problem of a Mishapara. But Pe'etzin, there is a problem of a Mishapara. This is uh, one of the takeaways from today's daf. So just to end with one light Ha'ara, and that is, we've spoken out in the past that the Velt asks Akasha that after Yom Kippur, so the first thing we do is we have a Mayrif. And Mayrif begins, And the Velt asks that you just finished Yom Kippur. You finished the Yom Slicha Mechila V'Kapara. And the first thing we say is, We're asking the Ebeshtaf and Mechila Savoyinus, What Avera could you have possibly done from the end of Yom Kippur before Mayrif? It happens, So why do we start Mayrif, literally the first Tvila, by saying, So we once said, then maybe the pshat is that a Nazar, when he completed his Naziris, had to bring three karbanis. He had to bring an oila, a shlomim, and a chatas. And the Ramban, in his Pirish Alatayr, in Parshas Nasai, by the Parsha of Nazar, he asks that why did the Nazar have to bring a chatas? An oila, a shlomim, and a meila. But why did he have to bring a chatas? A choyte had to bring a chatas. A Nazar, the Gemara says, was a kaddish. What he just did was unbelievable. So why would he have to bring a karbin chatas? Zok the Nazar. Dr. Rabban, you want to know why a Nazar had to bring a, a carbon chatas? It's not for what he did. What the Nazar did was Kaidish Kadashim, Kadosh Yir. The reason the Nazar has to bring a carbon chatas is because of what he's about to do. A Nazar, when he was Makabal Naziris, he showed what he's capable of. He showed that he's capable of living a Dahoyban life. He's able to be Pirish from Tanuge Yoyim Hazar, something that people really can't do. And he did it. He nailed it. He executed. What does he do when he finishes his Naziris? He goes back to living his mundane life. You're going from uh, an ascetic life that you showed you're capable of to suddenly live an ordinary life. You have to bring a carbon chatos. Not a chatos on where you're coming from. Fakir, the chatos of where you're going to. Because you showed what you're capable of. And now, you're going, Mamish, and I'm going to leave that all behind me, and I'm going to go back to being an ordinary person. For that, you need a kapar al-shema, and that's why you have to bring a karmachatas. I once thought that maybe that's the Indian. The Indian is that a yid shows during Elul, and Rosh Hashanah, and Aserasi Mechuvah, and Yom Kippur, and you come to the climax with Ne'ila of what we're capable of. And it doesn't matter who you are, but a yid's avoider during these days is different then it's going to be the entire year. What happens? What happens? Ne'ilah's over and all of a sudden, you go back to living your ordinary life. You're going to go back. It's going to be another week then. You know what you need to do? You have to ask Mechila. Not Mechila for where you're coming from. Fakir, Mechila for where you're going because in your mind, I'm leaving this all behind and I'm going to go now to live a regular mundane life. The Esh Tezach, I have to do is I have to bring the Karm Chatos. Just like the Nazar had to bring the Karm Chatos as soon as he left his Naziris, Hashem the Asad. So we need to ask the Ebishter for forgiveness for who Racham Yechaper for the fact that I'm leaving Ne'ilah behind me and I'm going back now to be the way I was the whole year. This is something we mentioned in the past. But I saw recently a, a beautiful Deher, another Mahalach from the Kajaglava Goyen, Hashem Yim Kamdamo. He said a Dover Nifla. 
he said that the idea of these days, Elul and the Yom and Iran, it's for a person to do tshuva. But he said there are some people that they're so removed from the Evishta, they're so distant, they're so metumtum, they're so shakur, that they can't do tshuva. And it comes Elul and they can't feel the Anilu Daidi and they can't feel the 40 days of Yimei Ratzin. And then when it comes to Shoshana, Aseris Yimei Tshuva, they can't feel the Dir Shua Hashem B'Yimotzai, Kira'u B'Yosekarv. And even though the avoid of these days is to ask for forgiveness, and it's to do Tshuva with Charot on the Ovan and Kabbalah on the Osid, but they're so removed from Madregis of Ruchnius that they can't. It's Pasha Nat Shaykh. But he says, then Yom Kippur comes. And Yom Kippur is mechaper. And every single year that lives through Yom Kippur, he gets tahira, he gets kapara. That yid who couldn't be oimed, he couldn't come to any daher of tshuva. He couldn't come through the entire kufa of the Yemei Rachamim. Oh, Yom Kippur. Noch Yom Kippur. He has a shtukl tahira. And because he has a shtukl tahira, now he can do tshuva. And that's why the first thing we do after Yom Kippur is we start doing tshuva. Of course, the, you bring it out with an extreme case. But it's true for everyone said the Kosher Glover going, that at the end of the day, it's, it's an avoid, it's a battle that started with Rishchidosh Elul Yir Biyoyim. Right? That's when it starts. And of course, it culminates on Yom Kippur. But here's the irony. When Yom Kippur ends, that's when you're most muksha to do tshuva. And really, that's not when it should end. That's when it should start. Because now you have the tahiri, you have the rain cut of Yom Kippur. No matter who you are, at some point you cracked. And you got to the point where you have a shaykhis and you have a asaga. So, you know what the first thing a yid does? Noch Yom Kippur? It's the kemeton tshuva. Because now I feel the tahira. And now it's shaykh for me to start. So, it doesn't end with Yom Kippur. So, find their stum in Yom Kippur. That's when it starts. On Yom Kippur, you get the tahira, you keep you get the purity. Now you can sit down with more of a rankite and reassess your life again. Usually you're accustomed to thinking that's what we do during Elo. That's what we do during the Skufa. Now we're ready, now let's live. No, now is the most mukshidigas man for Truva. Because now that you have that tahira, so now that so many of those mechitzes were, were removed, so now you're actually in the best position to start thinking about Truva. And that's exactly what we do. The first thing we do is we say Vahurachim Yechaparov, and it gives us another dahar to what's Mavur and all the Chsidish Shesvarim that Sukkis is his man of Truva. just finished Truva. You need another man of Truva. The Tarot says, now, now you can really do tshuva. Now you can do tshuva. Now that you have the tire of Yom Kippur, now it's shayach to do tshuva. That's this Indian of starting Matzoy Yom Kippur with Vahu Rachum. The Oymik is, you're starting Matzoy Yom Kippur. What's the first thing we do? Build the sukkah, do the dot. No, the first thing we do is we do tshuva.